Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Good evening, Saturday Night Fever. Welcome, everybody, to episode 18 of the Agree to Disagree show, where we discuss news, politics, and pop culture. Guys, tonight I'm going to do a little bit some, something a little bit different. Um, I decided I have a lot to get off my chest, so we're going to be going live tonight, and I'm flying solo. No guest, just me and my anger, and quite a few um, interesting topics that I'm going to cover. Um, so I, I, as I say every evening, we are currently streaming live on Facebook and YouTube. And after this will be available on a uh, audio podcast format, anywhere you get your um, podcasts from Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever floats your, your boat. So guys, um, Tonight, I wanted to have a discussion with you guys. I'm going to share a few stories, a lot of things that have been bugging me lately. Uh, there's so much going on in the world. So I wanted to share these, these topics with you and wanted to get your feedback. So drop your comments, say hi. I'm going to try to read as many comments as possible, put them on the screen. Um, and I want, to, I want to try to have a an intelligent discussion tonight, honestly. So I know it's Saturday night, guys. Probably some of you already. One of my uh, one of my viewers, Dario Vitali, told me he's gonna be he's gonna be drunk tonight because it's Saturday night Saturday night scotch at his. He's probably at the chalet up north, uh, the cottage, drinking away. So uh, it's okay, but but but, <laughs> but let's try let's try to have a serious discussion tonight on the topics that I'm gonna bring up. Okay, uh, and we'll see how it goes from there. So already Fortunato Coppola saying hi. Hey, Fortunato, thanks for, for checking in. Appreciate it. There he is. Hey, buddy. Hope you're doing well. By the way, guys, check out their, their podcast with Luca, Fortunato and Luca, the positive guys, uh, available on Instagram and um, on Apple Podcasts, I believe on Spotify as well. So tonight I'm going to start um, by playing a little video clip, and, and bear with me, guys, please, okay? I'm not going to play the entire clip. The clip is six minutes. I'm going to play about two minutes of it, but uh, then you're going to know why, why I decided to play this clip, okay? So bear with me. with Prime Minister Andrew Holness and Secretary General Antonio Guterres to convene a high-level meeting to discuss how leaders around the world could work together to close these gaps and build a better, more equitable system that works for everyone. In May, we agreed to look at six urgent areas of action to mobilize financing for the response and the recovery. Over the course of the summer, our six working groups produced over 250 policy options. 
On September 8th, finance ministers gathered to discuss these options and their recommendations for the short, medium, and long term. The most promising ideas will be taken up within existing IMF and World Bank processes, as well as at the G7 and G20 leaders summits later in the fall. Then, in December, we're going to have the opportunity to meet again to discuss the progress we've made. Because we understand that right now we have to fix urgent problems, but in the long run, we also have to fix the system so that it works for everyone. To eliminate this virus anywhere, we need to eliminate it everywhere. While scientists work around the clock to develop a vaccine as governments, we have the responsibility to ensure it'll be distributed quickly and fairly around the world. On Friday, I announced that Canada will provide $440 million the COVID-19 Vaccine Global Access Facility, including $220 million for the advanced market commitment to help low and middle income countries access vaccines. This is an important initiative, and I encourage other governments to join in as well. We need to work together, and not just on vaccines. Canada believes that a strong, coordinated response across the world and across sectors is essential. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Last week, our government committed to invest... Okay. Um, I, I had pretty much... I had pretty much of that. Okay, so where do I start? Salem says Saturday, Saturday night idiot. <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> I love that. All right, so where do we start? Um, God, so much wrong with this. It's, it's. I, I don't even know where to go from here. Okay, so let me preface this uh, by saying that. Um, I am by no means, for those of you that know me, and conspiracy theorist. However, when you have a prime minister that goes on air and uses words like great reset, uses word at relooking at the global system of economic inequality, equality, all this does is basically feed into conspiracy theorists and their theories. I, I, I find this completely, completely irresponsible on his behalf. Um, but worries me even more is, is it me or is he more concerned about global inequities and global, uh, global problems than he is about his old country? Or does he sincerely believe that we have it so good in Canada that he could use $220 million of our own money, $220 million of our own money to help uh, impoverished countries or, or, or uh, to deal with this global pandemic. First of all, how about we deal with our own problems in our own backyard? Starting from every business owner and individual that's attached to these businesses and supporting them and what they're going through, primarily in the service industry, in the restaurant business, anything having to do with, with reception halls, recept, uh, large gatherings, the arts, 
concerts, movie theaters. How about putting that $220 million into those people? Because the last time I checked, they're Canadians. No, because since he's been in, been in power, all he cares about, seems like it, is giving and throwing money away like a drunken sailor and making all his cronies across the world happy. This I have a huge, huge problem with. Here we go. Dario Vitali. Holy fuck. Three whiskeys in and you begged me, Luigi Castanza, to join tonight. You're in for it. Oh, my God, Trudeau. Here we go. Reno saying hi. Hey, Reno. Joe, what do you think? He sold his soul and ours to China. This clown ruined us two generations after and two generations after. Yeah, he has. We're in for for uh, a large, a huge awakening, guys. A huge awakening. So, you know, I read up a little bit on this this whole great reset when 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 because now what this has done is just infused the conspiracy and the conspiracy theorists conspiracy theorists um, about this so called great reset. Um, Klaus Schraub of the World Economic Forum which, by the way, is part of the United, United Nations a network, says the fourth industrial revolution, part of the Great Reset agenda, will lead to a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identity. While some trust COVID-19 was purposely released to introduce the Great Reset, others think that WEF and the decision classes have only seized on the pandemic as the ideal occasion to force their arrangement on populists and probable to grasp it in the event that they had a decision. Basically, what he's saying is, while everyone's asleep at the wheel, basically the government is doing what they want. Now, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, I believe in these, these conspiracies, but you know what? It certainly does not help when our prime minister, prime minister of Canada, which is part of the G7, comes out and says the words that he's just he reiterated in this in this uh press conference all right so what worries me is that things like this just give the conspiracies that are out there fuel right um here here's from the same article that i read trudeau biden Johnson, Boris Johnson of the UK, and other figures like the UK's Fr Prince Charles have loaned their help to the program lately, announcing the COVID-19 pandemic speaks to a once-in-a-blue-moon occasion to rethink society. You know, I always, I'm trying to understand what they mean by rethink society. A society so broken, right? Society is that broken that we need to rethink it because of Pierre Trudeau's, uh, Pierre, who that was a, a sling of the tongue, um, slip of the tongue. Justin Trudeau thinks that there's economic inequalities around the world, but they've always been there and there will always be there, guys. There will always be there. You're not going to do an entire reset across the world. Our values our economics, 
our social uh, acceptance of what is right or wrong is too different across the landscape. So it's not going to happen. I just find it completely, completely um, unfounded by using this, this, this pandemic as an excuse. And you know what? I'm going to say it. Maybe, maybe it was man-made because there is definitely proof that this virus was altered in labs. Um, and maybe it was put out there on purpose for whatever the, the sinister reason really is. Um, when I hear things like this and I hear a world leader like Canada, part of the G7 countries, United Nations um, speakers like Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum speak this way of this great reset. It really makes you think twice. It really does. And it doesn't help put to rest all these, these conspiracy theories and ideas that people have. Um, I think it's so, so, um, it's just, it's, it's just uneducated on his, on his part. It's irresponsible. Again, I use that word a lot. I really truly believe it is irresponsible. Um, let's go back to the notes here, the comments. Lou, we have to shut down the shopping malls on weekends from Friday, 7 p.m. to Monday, 9 p.m. Yeah, that's 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 a priority, right, guys? Um, Dario says, in all ways, he makes previous liberal scandals look so good and nothing compared to the fucking damage he has been and still doing. Thanks to the brainwashed idiots um, who voted for him in cause of his last name um, of his dad, who was probably turning in his grave. You know what, Dario? Probably not because his father believed in that globalism and, and socialism um, more than you think. So, how do you know what? I used to think that, but maybe uh, PET is not uh, turning in his grave, probably like, like we think. Um, just to go back to the comment from Reno, um, I, I find it so ironic. And I just don't understand this this um, hesitancy on Premier Legault's in Quebec here to reopen restaurants, cafes, gyms. When since he's done that, the numbers have just continued to spike or stayed. Actually, they went up after, which of course everyone knew that the primary source of any outbreak in COVID infections was not coming from restaurants, cafes, nor um, gyms. And I, I don't understand this, this totalitarian way that Legault was looking at it here in Quebec and some other premiers across the country um, that it's just complete shutdown. I, I don't understand how you pick and choose when you have, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine and she says, I had such, it was so disturbing today. She went to, to Costco and it was completely, completely full. And right after that, she went to a shopping center, was completely full. She said, I felt more in danger there and Costco than I would by just sitting in a restaurant and having supper with a friend or my husband um, or having a coffee with a friend at a cafe. But yet there is that totalitarian look like, no. 
even though there is nothing to the contrary to say that any type of outbreak has been happening because of restaurants, cafes, and think, no, he still maintains and does not want to know nothing about reopening up any of these businesses. But hair salons, nail salons, Costco, uh, shopping centers are, are open and free to do what they want. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Dario says, this is what you get voting in a fucking clown, dancing drama teacher with no political experience. Yeah, this is what we get. We, 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 we made our own bed and now we're having to sleep within for four years. You know what's the worst? He's going to win again. That's the worst. Steve Brum, what's happening, brother? Steve, thanks for watching. I appreciate it. Danny Abs, hey, pal. How you doing, Danny? Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, guys. Reno saying Costco is a mess and all shopping malls too crowded. Yeah, but they seem that uh, they're okay. They're essential services. But the mental health associated to going to the gym, seeing a friend at a human interaction at a cafe or a restaurant while maintaining um, social distancing, that's not okay, right? It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not important. Um, try telling Jews, my good friend Jason. Try telling Jews that it is fine for the Catholics to celebrate Christmas, but we can't celebrate Hanukkah. Lego actually said we weren't allowed. I know that. I know that, Jason. And you're you're choosing you're choosing one religion over another, um, which which leads me great to my point is is you can't choose you can't pick and choose as a leader what stays open or closed which religion get to celebrate their their primary uh, um, uh, holidays and large gatherings right just like you're not telling the jews like jason says that they can't they can't celebrate hanukkah or or they can't celebrate um or the Italians, <laughs> the Italians especially. Yeah, you're going to tell an Italian family that you could only have 10 people at your Christmas get-together. Yeah, good luck on that. Yeah, let's see how many people are going to really, really listen to that. But you know what? And I've realized in talking to so many people that so many people are scared. Pe so many people are scared and they're actually listening. That they're literally canceling Christmas. Can you believe that? Steve Brum, Luigi, let's go. Lego, his ex-wife, probably owns restaurants. Yeah, probably does. He's going to party like it's 1999 for 24, 25, 26, and 27. <laughs> Darius says, Lego lost all the votes from restaurant and bar owners, and that alone will impact his chance for re-election. And telling others which religion uh, people, religious people can and cannot celebrate is another nail in the coffin. Yeah, it's a good point. That's a lot of votes he's going to lose, man. He's he's pissed off a lot of people. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say that he has an easy job. I don't. Okay? But I'm sorry. When your decisions impact so many people, especially a province and a city like Montreal that is world-renowned for their restaurants, okay? And people, I can't even imagine the damage that's coming. When I say damage, the mental health damage that's going to happen to these people. Anybody that is that is involved in the food industry over this winter with this disgusting snow and weather in minus 30, that the depression already hits all-time highs when weather gets bad. Can you imagine when they can't even afford to put food on the table or they've lost all hope? 
I I don't know. I, I can't even imagine what's going to happen, how these numbers are going to spike. And they have been spiking when I say about suicide, mental breakdowns. Um, I'm truly, truly, truly scared for it. I really am. Um, Tony Cheech says, just like Trump and his base, so does Legault. Yeah, Legault has his base too. He definitely does. <laughs> Dario's on fire. Fucking Mysticalis. Carmen Anoya is on. Oh, Carmen Anoya, owner of Kitchen Seventy Three. What's up, Carm? I miss, I miss our scraps about the Bruins and the Canadians. Oh man, buddy, I hope I could see the one day that we we could come and have breakfast at your place, and you, you all, you guys, all my friends, and all the people uh, that that are in the the food industry and 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 reception hall industries, and um, I really wish. <laughs> Steve Brem says even the strippers and hookers are complaining. <laughs> Thanks, Stevie. I needed to laugh, Brem. <laughs> oh shit, that's good. Carm, I'm glad. All good, buddy. I'm glad to hear that. It is part of our depression. I think we're all going through it. But you know what? Um, I could say I'm one of the lucky ones because I haven't been impacted in my industry. But that doesn't mean that I, you know, um, that, that I'm concerned for, for not just uh, for everybody, everybody, um, in, in Quebec and in Canada. Um, it just, it just never changes. It, it just never changes. I don't, I don't get it. Marissa says plus capable. Ouais, je pense que on est, on est tous pas capable. Guys, um, gonna move on to my next story. Um, uh, there is a just before I do. There was a recent survey that came out last week saying how many people totally have no trust in Legault's party. Uh, what were those numbers, uh, Dario? If you could, uh, if you could um, share those with us. In the meanwhile, I'm gonna move on to the next um, subject that I'm sure it's gonna touch a chord, guys. Um, last week, um, the beacon of integrity honesty and professionalism in journalism that is le journal de Montréal. <laughs> and i say that with so much hatred in my voice um came out with a report our premier logo was reacting to an investigation by the journal de Montréal, published over the weekend the newspaper reported that the familiar bonjour, hi, greeting used in shops is just becoming hi. Oh my God. Can you believe that, guys? Can you believe that? English is being talked about like it's a fucking disease in this province, guys. This, the, you know, we're going through a global pandemic. Depression and everything else is at an all-time high. Uh, the economy is in the shits and language just keeps coming up non-stop, non-stop. So let me continue reading on here. Of the 31 shops surveyed by the power using, the paper using undercover reporters and cameras, 16 greeted customers in English only. In some cases, it was impossible to, impossible to be served in French, even when the customers asked for French services. 
All right. So first of all, these stores were downtown Montreal, right? Who primarily shops downtown, guys? Right? When when we have them, tourists, correct? What languages do our tourists speak? Oh, yeah, right. Most likely English, since English is the international language. Um, but no. Um, you have this 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 <laughs> this Jornal de Marial. But here here's 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 the 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 response. It is totally unacceptable from our premier François Legault. Totally unacceptable that citizens are sometimes not able to be served in French and Montreal shops, says uh, François Legault. I did not like what I saw in the results of the investigation made public over the last few days on the situation of French in Montreal. I find it totally unacceptable and we cannot be served in French. So we have a problem. We will fix it. Simon Jolet Barrette has already presented a plan to the caucus and the cabinet. <laughs> He's going to fix it. <laughs> how, how, how much worse are you going to how, how much worse are we going to have it here okay how much worse are we going to have it so i'm going to read another thing okay les québécois ne devraient jamais avoir du mal à obtenir des services en français cette situation n'est pas acceptable il s'agit d'un droit fondamental les québécois demandent au gouvernement d'agir nous agirons <laughs> This is fucking incredible. It's like someone was murdered or something, guys. It, they treat it like, you know, you know what's funny here, though? You know what's funny, which I love, is that I guess now whoever did this fucking ridiculous test that I know they know what now what it means to be treated like a fucking minority. All right. So, you know, now what it is seeing your school and your services in English and your English schools being stripped away from you. Okay. Now you know how it feels, right guys. Now you know how it feels. Live with it. It just can't come to the sad realization that it is what it is. You could do all the laws you want. All right. But every generation, it's going to happen. It's going to happen guys. There's nothing that they could do. Nothing. All right? Marissa says, I worked on town many years, and they all speak both languages. I know, Marissa. Trust me, I know. They're just, um, they're just I don't know, looking for stuff. <laughs> when the money I spend has the word Quebec on it, that's when you're going to, you'll say bonjour. Uh, Joe Bentivenia says, St. Hubert Restaurant said they will not hire unilingual Anglos. Of course not. Or would they? Never did anyway. Marissa says, rather the French can't speak one sentence in English. <laughs> and my good buddy Tony Chichi says, I have shoes older than Simon Jalin Barrette. <laughs> oh, Christ. I don't know, guys. It just it it seems to um, never leave, never leave the the forefront of our discussions. No matter what we're going through as a as a society, um, I don't know. Let's see what my friend Lorenzo Lorenzo has to say. French is important in Quebec, not just for businesses but also for identity. 
I saw the Jornada Marial caption, and unfortunately, this is how the media fabricates a new crisis, more fake news. I've been to many businesses in the downtown, downtown area, and in all honesty, all the salesperson I speak to in sp speak French. I wouldn't be surprised if these stories in the newspaper and LCN were fabricated. New immigrants are required to learn French, again, in a very small percentage speaking for all Quebecers. Lorenzo, you hit the nail on the head. I was going to say exactly that. It's not, you would not be surprised because I am convinced, I'm convinced that they are fabricated to strengthen their, their core, their hardcore separatist core, and to give themselves fake reasons to protect the French language. Because as you, Lorenzo, and thank you for that comment, it was spot on. Um, I'm sorry, I haven't been anywhere. No store would hire you if you do not speak French in this province. And I don't give a fuck what anybody tells me. So, which leads me to say again, that these stories and these tests and these whatever the fuck they're called, investigations by the, the beacon of journalism, Jornada Marial, that is what, a couple of steps away from Alopolis, a fucking crap newspaper. And now we're gonna and now we're supposed to we're supposed to be concerned about a report from this trash newspaper. A fucking trash, disgusting, stupid newspaper. That's where. Here we go, Lorenzo. You got me going now. You got me going. Marissa says, looking for trouble. That's what they're looking for. You're totally right. Frank uh, Morello says, hey, Louis. Hi, Franca. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Dario Vitali says, who fucking cares? St. Hubert food sucks. That's so true. <laughs> Marissa, is, Marissa agrees. Fabricated indeed. Hammer on the nail. I suppose Reno was talking what um, maybe what Lorenzo was saying. <laughs> have another drink, Louis. Yeah, I should have prepared my drinks. Salem says it's all a load of crap and propaganda from the Jean de Maria, a newspaper that the French read backwards because all they care about is Lee Habs. <laughs> true, because the sports is in the back. <laughs> so true, Sal. So true. <laughs> Marissa says <laughs> investigate by Stukatz. Oh man, this is crazy. Yeah, looks like it's uh, it's picking up steam here. Went to Tim today, and women said to me. Oh my God, finally English speaking. She was so happy. <laughs> Tony Cheech, when you see who owns the journal, that's a credible theory. Yeah, we all know who owns them anyway. Lulu, go get him, Tiger. Thanks, Tony Eversano, for tuning in. I appreciate it, old friend. Appreciate it indeed. So this this so the next story is gonna bleed great into um what I'm gonna talk about next. I'm not sure if you guys saw um that a Liberal MP, a federal liberal MP from Laval, uh, Emanuela Lambropoulos, has announced her intention to quit the Standing Committee on Official Languages after questioning the decline of the French language in Montreal and Quebec. Okay? So, it says that she, she basically, in a meeting... Uh, said that she's not ready to call. She's let's. She doesn't want to call it a myth uh, before she. You show us proof that French indeed is in decline. 
Um, and I've been saying this uh, for many years because I don't see how French could be in decline uh, when all the new immigrants are coming in, have to speak French. All the kids have to go to French school. Um, slowly, all the English schools are disappearing, as I mentioned before. Um, so I really don't see how how this is happening. See, here's the thing, though. It's a natural progression, okay, that with generations and as they see the younger generation and what a world and a global economy and global world that it's easy to communicate together, all these kids growing up are going to want to learn English even more now as it is. So you can't stop that. That's what I say. So you could put all the legislation you want, you can make all the laws you want, but it's not going to stop the natural the natural curiosity of a human wanting to 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 communicate with people from all around the world and make themselves better by speaking multiple languages but no here in quebec you have a liberal minister a federal liberal minister that says she didn't want to call the idea a myth but would want to see proof before she believed it that's all she says so basically until you show me proof facts hard facts i'm gonna call it a myth which is the fucking truth because it goes back to what, what Lorenzo said before. They're just using this as ammunition. So basically we live in a day, we live in a day, a day and age now that facts don't matter. Statistics don't matter, right? They don't. So then to make matters worse. Okay. I would like to inform you today. She goes on to say, Emanuela, of my wish to leave my functions within this committee at the end of this meeting, she declared. Rest assured that I will do everything to stop the decline of the French language in Quebec while protecting the rights of the English language community. And I will work to protect it not only in Quebec, but across Canada. So here's another nail on the coffin, eh? Freedom of speech in, in Canada, right? Freedom of speech, my ass. Eh? Just like our prime minister says, there's limits within freedom of speech till you hurt the feelings of somebody, right? So here's a funny thing. The chairman of the committee, Liberal Emmanuel Dubourg, later indicated that she was not allowed to leave this way. Under parliamentary rules, it is it is only the whip of the each political party who must distribute the roles of the members on parliamentary committees. Okay? And of course, our fearless prime minister comes out and says, my position and the position of the Liberal Party of Canada has been clear for a long, long time. We will always defend the French fact across the country, including in Quebec. That is why I renewed our commitment to French in Quebec in the speech from the throne. That is the position of the Liberal Party. So basically, she, you know, he just threw his Liberal MP under the bus like he always does. It's so much easier that way, right? Because let me reiterate here what I'm saying is that I'm, I understand as I've gotten older and wiser that French obviously is the predominant. It, it, I live in a, in a, in a French-speaking um, province, and I speak French. Um, my kids are educated in the English language, but they speak French. Um, all my friends are bilingual. I understand this. But when you have limitations on freedom of speech, when you have limitations on free, freedom of choice of education, once again, I'm going to go there. Um, it just goes back to say, my hero, George Carlin, the great George Carlin, was right. That the government, you know what the government does? It feeds us 
a lot of bullshit and a lot of crap. And it makes us believe that we have the illusion of choice. We are, whereas we have nothing. We have no choice. When a liberal MP cannot say, show me the statistics, show me something concrete, and I will believe you that the French language is in decline. What, you just wake up one morning and say, you know what? Hey, uh, Maurice, uh, envoie les gars de, de Jean de Montréal là-bas, là, au centre-ville de Montréal, puis euh, vas-y faire une entrevue avec 31 euh, propriétaires, puis euh, on va dire que le moitié t'es pas capable de parler en français. Right? Anybody could do that, right? Anybody could fuck. In this day and age, right? Everybody, take a fucking pizza, throw it on the wall, and hope it sticks, right? You could say anything you want to serve your purpose, to serve your goals, right? I, I can't believe we're still here. We're still here at this point, right? When, like Marissa says, languages are such a great richness, right? Fearless. True has no balls. Yeah, we know that. We know that, Dario. We know that. Tony Aversaro. They're running out of news, so no one there using this opportunity to attack the Anglophone community. And what a great time, eh, Tony? Beautiful. Let's go against humanity. Let's stick up for our, our fellow humans. Salem says, how many separatist fucks past and present want to English universities in Canada and the USA, including their families? Bunch of hypocrites. Why doesn't the French media report that? Sal, it's funny. I was just talking about the other day. I know they're the biggest fucking hypocrites on the face of the planet. Right? Patty Zoe. Uh, Bouchard, um, all of them, even that other tweet there from Quebec Solidaire, or uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Tony Aversano, if their language is so threatened, why do the Quebecers' vocabulary contain 75% of English words, though? Well, it's because, um, like I said before, Tony, it just goes back to what I was saying before. Uh, it's the inevitable evolution in the change of a language right every language across the world changes and evolves just like a species and and people evolve with time um and so will the french language and so the usage of it no matter what you put into place no matter what legislation you put and how much you force people to say and do what they want um i just i can't believe i still live in 2020 i still live in a country where they have to put legislation uh, where somebody has to, before Carmen Renoy has to walk into an inspector being paid, I don't know how many, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year to inspect a place of business to look at their signs. I don't know. I'll, I'll never understand this, guys. I'll never understand this. I really won't. Um, no matter what anybody tells me. Um, Marissa says... Before we go on to our next subject, I've done all my elementary school in French and the rest in English. And I'll be honest, at times I will purposely just speak English in establishments simply to get under their skin. <laughs> God bless you, Marissa. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> so my, my last topic for tonight, guys, <laughs> is, is, is just too funny. It's just too funny. Uh, I don't know from from the I don't know where we could, we could go get this book where this we could get this from, um, but Yves Francois Blanchet, 
in case you don't know who this other bozo is, uh, is just yet again another idiot in a long list of uh, predecessors of uh, the leader of the Bloc Québécois. For those of you listening, I have some listeners in the United States. Uh, Bloc Québécois is a federal party that basically is there because they want to separate from Canada. So believe it or not, yes, we have some members of parliament that were voted in as Bloc Québécois members, and they sit in the federal house, parliamentary house, where their sole um, purpose in life is to separate from the Confederation of Canada, believe it or not. So, as Marissa says so eloquently, another douchebag. Listen to this guy. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. The Bloc Québécois leader um, demands an apology from Justin Trudeau for use of the War Measures Act during the October crisis in October 1970. So, I guess, I guess this this fucking moron says, you know what? For the 50 year anniversary, and and a little after, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain what exactly what 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 the October crisis and War Measures Act was. Um, for the 50 anniversary of this, let me ask the federal government to apologize for 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 instigating the war measures act now <laughs> see this is so ironic in so many ways okay first of all in in the in the midst of a global pandemic okay <laughs> you have nothing better else to do but to put forward a motion okay demanding an official apology from the prime minister for his father's deployment of the army to arrest and detain without charge nearly 500 Quebecers. So what happened in October crisis, in October 1970, the Liberal government under then Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, which is our current Prime Minister's father, decided to suspend civil liberties by invoking the War Measures Act in response to the kidnapping of a Quebec Quebec cabinet minister and a British diplomat by members of the militant FLQ separatist group. FLQ, if you didn't know, standard for Fédération, Libération du Québec. Okay? Uh, the legislation was passed at the request of the Quebec Premier and Montreal's mayor, saw soldiers patrolling the streets as authorities rounded up hundreds of residents under suspicion of involvement in the abductions. Okay. So, so he, here's my problem with this. You're in the midst of a global pandemic again. You have nothing else to do. You miserable fucking loser. Yves-Francois Blanchet. To try to pass a motion, which by the way, <laughs> has not secured support from any other party. <laughs> besides his, his party with what, two, three members? Okay. <laughs> he has nothing better else to do. Right? Now, What's ironic here, what, what's ironic here is that he 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 put it in to 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 basically protect. I mean, the War Measures Act was put into place to protect the Quebec government. Now, again, all right, um for us, the October crisis, he goes to say, Blanchet, the Quebec 
is first and foremost the death of a deputy premier of Quebec, Pierre Laporte, a guy, a guy who has been elected by the people of Quebec, who has been killed by terrorists. All right? That's what Blachette did not say it. Let me, let me correct that. Laporte's body was found in the trunk of a car. He was killed. And here you have Blanchet that wants an apology from the Quebec government for having put in the War Measures Act when two politicians were killed, but he's worried about the 500 Quebecers that were detained without cause. But 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 where 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 does where does your your mental are you are you are you fucking serious? Where where where? I don't understand. Where does the mentality come in here? Where does the mentality of saying, let me ask for an apology when something was put into effect to protect the people? But basically, he's saying that 500 people that were, uh, basically what he's saying by, by, by asking for an apology is that the 500 people that were detained without cause, right? Because that's what you could have done with the War Measures Act, circumvented the two politicians that were killed, right? that were kidnapped and killed. So an apology and the civil rights of 500 Quebecers at the time, right, were more important than the two. Then you have to understand, guys, 1970s was was very, the, the, you know, tensions were high with English and French. Pierre Trudeau was very stern. He had that type of character. But 50 years later, and it goes with, I guess, with what we're living today, right? We're living today as a society that something you did a hundred years ago still matters. Something you did in your 60 or 70 years old, you're about to go into the Supreme Court of Canada, excuse me, Supreme Court of the US, and they're going to question you something that you did when you were 16 years old that you touched a girl's leg. It's the same, it's the same concept here, right? But to boot, right, to make this even, even more interesting. He's asking for an apology for because 500 people were detained illegally. Never mind about the two, the diplomat and the cabinet minister that were killed. Killed for what? For a fucking terrorist organization? A terrorist separate, separate organization that killed two innocent people? I don't know, man. Certainly interesting times that we are living in right now. I could tell you that. Certainly interesting times. Guys, on that note, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight, um, giving me your great messages and your, your comments and uh, helping me have a good life tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, and I will see you next week, guys. Next week is going to be a huge week. Um, if everything goes fine, I will be announcing a huge guest. So stay tuned for news on that on all my social media. And, uh, one other thing I, I, uh, let me remind you to subscribe to any of either my Facebook page at agree to disagree show YouTube channel or my podcast, wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, whatever is your preference, guys. Thank you so much, guys. Like I always say every time, be good to each other. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Love you all. Thank you, Marissa. Have a great weekend as well. And thank you, guys. Have a great evening, everyone.
Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.